right, what's up, y'all? Happy Monday. We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and we are going to start this podcast by uh, talking about the latest hoops news. Nico Medved has filled one of the vacancies on his staff, and uh, there's some news on the recruiting front as well. Going to dive into all of that, uh, give my thoughts on it, and then uh, later in the podcast, we're going to have a little bit of fun. DNVR intern and CSU senior Ethan Bird is going to join the show, and uh, we're going to do a draft back and forth, a little game where we design the perfect tailgate experience in Fort Collins. Nothing too serious or anything like that, but just, you know, a little bit of off-season fun and uh, something that I'm kind of stealing from some of the other beats, if we're being honest. They do this a lot on the DNVR Broncos show with Mace and, and RK and Zach, which you should definitely check out, as well as our draft podcasts, which are obviously ramping up with the NFL draft coming up. I'm going to be a big part of that coverage. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, you know, Warren, really the only CSU player that's going to be a factor as far as the NFL draft goes this year. But, you know, it's still always a fun experience for college football fans as a whole. You know, most of us, we watch the game on, a, you know, a national level, not just the the local games. And I always root for, you know, the Mountain West players and, and stuff like that. I just think the NFL draft is really, really fun. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's going to be a little bit relieved by the time it's over. Uh, just the way that we consume it now is is a little bit insane. And I say that even as somebody that creates content for it, you know, throughout the year. And I, and I think that's normal, but just... The fact that like you turn on ESPN and they don't even, you know, like talk about hockey or, you know, most of the NBA, it's all LeBron and stuff like that. It's it's all. And then, you know, a ton of NFL draft stuff. So it gets a little nauseating in that sense. But I think we do it right. And I think, you know, based on the response from everybody that the the content is, is worth consuming. So make sure you check all of that out uh, before we dive into this. Got to shout out the friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. Sure, you're probably hearing how great the mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. What really separates them from the competition is that Mike is a certified financial planner and he's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you always feel like a person, not a number. Gotta love that. Working with Mike and Virginia, it's, it's just such a smooth process. If you've gone through the loan process before and you'd rather go get a root canal, I totally get it. But Mike and Virginia, they're just going to make the process smooth, quick, and enjoyable. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. Or give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, you know, we teased it a little bit in the introduction there, but Nico Medved has hired Talvin Hester. He spent the last three years at Louisiana Tech. Um, going going into just his background and stuff like that, which we'll dive into, has a, a really strong tie to the state of Texas, or I should say has just spent a ton of time in Texas throughout his career, which I think is always encouraging. I mean, if, if you look at who CSU has been able to recruit some of its best players from historically, the, the Lone Star State is definitely up there. Obviously, that's where Isaiah Stevens is from. It's just a it's stacked with talent, whether you're looking at the junior college level, the Division two level, or obviously the high school level. 
um, which has kind of been Medved's forte. They haven't really leaned on a ton of JUCO guys or anything like that at this point. Will be interesting to see. Um, we're going to talk about recruiting here in just a second. Before Hester was at Louisiana Tech, um, he was at Oral Roberts for a year, spent three years at Houston, played a big part in the turnaround with Kelvin Sampson from 2014 through 2017, spent a year apiece at Texas State and Stephen F. Austin. Um, from 2010 to 2012, he spent a couple of years at San Jose State, so he does have some ties, although, you know, San Jose State wasn't a Mountain West program back then. Um, spent five years at Prairie View A&M, where he eventually got promoted to associate head coach and got his coaching career started at North Lake College and Texas College, which is in Tyler, Texas. So again, just a ton of ties to the Lone Star State, which I think is really valuable for CSU because they're going to have to recruit Texas well if they want to consistently, you know, compete. Yeah, they're going to occasionally be able to pull people out of other places. You know, you get lucky with a guy like John Tanjay, you know, coming from Nebraska. That's obviously not CSU's traditional recruiting grounds, although, you know, the the Smith brothers came from the Omaha area as well. So potentially kind of an underrated hoop scene out there as well. You get Deshaun Thomas uh, from North Carolina, originally played at a prep school out in Arizona. Again, not really where CSU is, is traditionally going to be recruiting from. It's going to be Texas. It's going to be California. Right now, it's going to be the Midwest, just given the ties that Nico Medved and and uh, Ali Farouk Manesh have. But, you know, ultimately, no matter who's on the staff, Texas is always going to be important for CSU. And that's why I really like this hire. I think it makes a ton of sense. And you all, I'll admit, he wasn't exactly on my radar coming in. You know, he's not a coach that I knew a ton about. But just asking around, you know, everybody has a lot of good things to say about him. One of the basketball minds that I really respect is Colorado State legend Michael Morris, now a very successful high school coach out in Texas. He was stoked about the hire. So if it gets the Michael Morris stamp of approval, it also gets the Justin Michael stamp of approval. I'm riding with him for sure. Beyond that, you know, and I'm not going to go into a, a big rant here or anything like that. I know that you guys don't necessarily listen to this podcast for the deepest of takes or anything like that. But I think after losing J.R. Blunt, it, it's, it was a good idea for CSU to, you know, hire another black coach. Ultimately, there are just some things that, you know, we as white guys, we're not going to be able to relate to. And that's just the reality of the world. I think it's important to have a black coach on staff for from that perspective, have somebody that, you know, the guys can relate to. But also beyond that, you know, we all know the stats and just ultimately it, it continues to be disappointing to see, you know, how few black coaches there are across the country. This is an opportunity to bring one on staff that's had a ton of success and, you know, can really benefit the program. So I like the hire a lot. They won 20 plus games each of the last three years at Louisiana Tech, had a ton of success. You know, Louisiana Tech obviously finished third at the NIT, uh, beating CSU in the consolation game. I, you know, people weren't really paying that close attention, but he's really credited for coaching up Kenneth Lofton Jr. He was the Conference USA Freshman of the Year. Really thick guy. A really thick guy, but I, I just like the hire. That's that's really all it comes down to. I think, based on everything that we just dive dove into, um, from a recruiting side, from from an experience standpoint, and, and just all of that. Ultimately, I think it's a solid hire, and I'll be curious to see, you know, who else they bring in. Do they try and find, you know, a young up and comer? Do they go with another veteran? 
there's obviously just a lot of different ways that they could go. Maybe they go the Juco route like Jace Hurl back in the day. A lot of different options. A lot of really good coaches out there. And um, yeah, there should be a lot of interest in this program, just given that the the upward trajectory of the of the team and the fact that they should be a top 25 program next season. I just I don't see why you wouldn't want to be on this CSU staff. Great team, great players, great core. And you get to live in Fort Collins, which we all know is the best. All right, let's move on and talk about recruiting. Uh, Colorado State was in on Chandler Jacobs, probably the most coveted non-Division I transfer in the country. Uh, D2 All-American at Dallas Baptist University, four-year player there. 20.8 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, 2.7 assists. Two and a half steals, 45% from three-point range. The program's all-time leading scorer. This dude's a walking bucket. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it looks like he's going to go with Texas Tech. You know, he's it makes a lot of sense. I mean, locally, obviously a lot closer than, than coming out here. But yeah, the Colorado State staff, they, they really felt like they had a good chance to bring him in. Wyoming was really high on him as well. Uh, but with Mac McClung leaving Texas Tech, I think that probably you know, change things, gives Chandler a, a chance to come in and kind of just take the keys and run with it. So unfortunate from CSU's side, but we obviously wish him well. I'll be really interested to see, you know, how he takes advantage of this extra year of eligibility. It should be, um, should be really cool. I mean, it's, I'm excited for a lot of these guys to get opportunities that, you know, they wouldn't have gotten otherwise, but, you know, CSU, it, it keeps, it keeps the recruiting hunt open for the Rams. I mean, there there've been a lot of speculation. They've been in on just a ton of really high, you know, high quality talented transfers. Um, Tanner Groves, the Eastern Washington kid, looks a lot like Mo Schrute, <laughs> but he no, just like a bucket dude got like thirty against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. You know, CSU offered him. He ended up at Oklahoma. You know, they had a lot better chance of of landing. You know, Chandler Jacobs. I actually thought they might. Um, I think it would have been good. Um, you know, coming into the offseason, guard wasn't really an area that I was thinking in terms of, you know, a position where CSU might look to add some depth, just given that it's probably the strongest position on the team. But it does sound like CSU is going to be losing one of their backup point guards to transfer. Uh, I want him to be able to announce it on his own terms, so I'm not going to specifically say his name, but to, just to give you guys kind of a sense of what's going on here. It, it's not going to be Tanjay and it's not going to be Isaiah Rivera. Backup point guard, you know, read between the lines there. Oh, there's only one more. Um, but I just think it would have been good to get a guy like Chandler Jacobs in here because I think it would have given CSU some more flexibility from a lineup perspective. You know, Isaiah Stevens, he he thrives in that point guard role. But it would be nice to have somebody else that you could come in and and run the point and, you know, create some offense, create some opportunities for Isaiah Stevens to, you know, get some jump shots off the pass, you know, in rhythm. He's a guy that's a good shooter anyways. He can create his own shot, but it would just be nice if you can get him some some looks and rhythm where he's not having to create for himself all the time. Getting a guy like Jacobs in there definitely would have done that. Plenty of experience, great athlete, really slashy, obviously just a tremendous three-point shooter at 45%. Would have been a great addition, so... CSU, you know, much like what I said with with the coaching vacancy, there should be a lot of interest in joining this team. They're going to be a top 25 team next year. If all goes to plan, they'll be an NCAA tournament team. They should be in contention for a Mountain West championship. 
I, I expect the league to be very good, so we'll see what happens there. But ultimately, you know, this is a team with a bright future, and I I think they'll probably bring in a guard, and it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see what what they do with that. You know, do they go the JUCO route where they've they've obviously had quite a bit of success with JUCO guards over the years? You know, do you go with a with a prep guy and just kind of stash him away and hope that Isaiah Rivera can take that big leap his sophomore year? You know, that's an option too. I'm super high on Isaiah Rivera, so this isn't, you know, a a matter of me being skeptical of his abilities or anything like that based on everything that I've seen, based on everything that I've been told by his coaches and and teammates. You know, he's the real deal. It would just be nice to get a veteran in there. I mean, it's always good to have somebody who's played a lot of minutes, you know, has has handled the pressure of, of being the point man, has just been in those those difficult situations before. I think it's really, really valuable to have those types of dudes. CSU should be in the market for one. Should be a lot of intrigue. Maybe Talvin Hester is able to bring somebody in with all his Texas ties or, you know, ties to the the South. It'll be it'll be fun, man. I, I love this stuff. I I understand that the one time transfer stuff is it's really going to change things in college basketball. I mean, we're going to see more movement than we've ever seen before. And that, you know, is going to make it a little bit harder to establish continuity and and it's going to be harder for some of these programs to establish long-term success but good coaches will also learn to you know make the best of it and take advantage of it when you have good recruiters and and coaches that you know people want to play for ultimately you you should be able to consistently have guys in the building that are that are talented and, and are going to give you a chance to win and i think that that is the case with csu right now as long as they have you know guys like nico medved and and Ali in town, there's going to be guys that want to play for them because they're just genuine, good people. They obviously know the game of basketball. They've had a ton of success. But I just think it comes down to that that genuineness and, you know, being real. I think that goes a long way with these guys. And that's why I'm not that worried about the, the stability of CSU, even with these changes. And I hope, honestly, they can take advantage of it. Maybe you're able to land a, you know, a high-profile transfer, a guy come, dropping down from a bigger school that, you know, maybe wouldn't consider CSU under normal circumstances, but since they won't have to sit out, you know, they can go into an opportunity where it's like a top 25 program right away. Maybe that helps them. You know, you never know. Like, you just got to make the best of it. That's ultimately, you know, all you can do as a program. The rules are always changing. Recruiting is always changing. Adapt or die. Word. I think that's, you know, everything from the, the basketball news side of things. We're going to get Ethan on here in just a second. Have a little fun. Design the perfect uh, game day experience for a CSU football game to do a little draft back and forth should be a good time. Um, I, I, you know, if we miss something, definitely let us know and, and we'll go to Twitter and, and ask you guys who we think, who you think won. So yeah, good chance to get some, some interaction, good chance to get the intern on while we still have him. He's going to be going off into the big old world here soon. Feeling like a proud little league coach or something. I don't know. Anyways, Ethan's great. We're going to get him on the pod. Uh, before we get him on here, though, going to talk about the homies at DraftKings Sportsbook. Masvidal and Usman put on a show the last time they stepped into the octagon. Round two is sure to pack a punch. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. I'm really looking forward to this one. Two of the best fighters in the UFC. Masvidal, obviously an eccentric personality. Usman, you know, a little bit, you know, more quieter, just kind of about his business. 
Either way, I love it. UFC 261 should be a banger. And as we said, you can get 26 to one odds on either of those fighters. If you bet $5 on either to win and they walk out with the belt, you're gonna cash $130 in free bets. That's big time. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. But don't worry if the MMA is not for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, golf, so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNBR when you sign up for your chance to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet, watch the fist fly this weekend, again with the code DNVR to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to acknowledge our newest partner, Solace Meds. We partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. The coolest thing right now about these guys is they are giving away a trip to Jamaica in the month of April. No BS. Head into one of their six locations. They also have two in Oklahoma City. Sign up to win a trip to Jamaica. They'll give you all of the details on how to enter. You can visit www.solacemeds.com sweepstakes to find the rules or head into any location and ask a bud tender how you can enter to win. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Head to their website, view their menu, order online, pick up your at your convenience. Just head to solacemeds.com and purchase from there. Again, there's four convenient locations, one in Fort Collins, so make sure that we hit them up if you are a CSU Rams fan. One um, just blocks east on Colfax from the DNVR bar off Broadway, Wheat Ridge. When you make the purchase, just use the code DNVR20 to save 20% off your entire purchase. No better way to celebrate 420 in the month of April than with some great herb, the best customer service, 20% off your purchase, and a chance to win a trip to Jamaica Head on over to the closest Solace Meds, use the code DNVR20 for 20% off, and get your name in that raffle. Alright guys, as advertised at the beginning of the podcast, we have a special guest, DNVR intern Ethan Bird. Bird call! (laughs) You You need an entrance. You're you're uh, on the pod. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna play a game where we kind of do a draft back and forth and and try and design the perfect game day experience. Um, before I get into that, though, Ethan, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Doing fine. You know, uh, wrapping up college, which is you know as terrifying and fun as it can be. But things are well. Things are good. I uh, can't complain. Ready to talk some game day. I mean, at least things are looking up. I feel like the general just attitude and spirit is is collectively much higher right now than it was at this time last year. So there, there's that to oh, look yeah. forward to, oh, right? Oh, oh, definitely. I get my second shot on Wednesday. Uh, things are looking up after this week. Weather should be hopefully nice for the rest of the spring and summer. So uh, yeah, everything is on. Uh, I think uh, we're going to get some snow, but after, yeah, after. Today and maybe Wednesday, I think I feel like everything is going to be on a upward trajectory in terms of 
uh, mental health and everybody's happiness and for cause. One can only hope so, man. There's a, there's nothing better than, than summertime in Fort Collins. Are you going to get to be up oh. here this summer before you take off or is it going to depend on a work, you know, the work situation? Yeah, it all depends on work stuff, at least through the end of May at the very least, but we'll see how much true FOCO summer I get. Fair enough, man. You got to go where the jobs are. Um, yes, sir. Let, let's just jump right into it here. So how this is going to work just briefly, I'm going to explain it here. We're each going to pick two pregame activities, two in-game or activities or things, I guess I should say, and uh, then one post-game. And at the end, we'll summarize, we'll post it on Twitter, we'll let you guys decide who won, and you can tell us who had the best list. Maybe both of our lists are awesome, maybe both of our lists suck. Let us know either way, you can tell us what we missed, all that fun stuff. Ethan, you're our guest, you get to go first. We're starting with the pregame. You got to go with your first activity. What What are you taking here? Oh, no, no doubt. Number one activity. You got to play some die with the boys. Um, die is the number one pregame activity for any type of outdoor setting. Um, you can, you can pregame anything outdoor and or indoor with die. Just uh, it's a great way to start anything in my opinion. I love beer die. Big, big fan. Definitely my favorite table game. The only counter is you, you, you need, like, you got to have a big table available. You need some space. So unlike beer pong, it's not quite as easily mobile, I guess I would say as, as some of the other games. And that's a little bit of a factor, but I like Mm. it. That's a, that's a good way to start out with pregame, play some die with the boys I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to go with my original plan. Now you have me thinking on, on a little <laughs> bit different line here. But um, it, it's game day. It's the morning. Mine is you got to uh, you got a shotgun and old Aggie in the front yard as soon as you wake up. It's game day. They might not be playing until 2 p.m. It might not uh, be till 8 p.m. We know it's like in Fort Collins. But as soon as you wake up, it's game day. And game day means chugging a Fort Collins beer, a CSU beer. We all love New Belgium. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going with. What is your response to that? What's your, we'll, we'll go back yeah, and forth. You know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my only issue with it is uh, as soon as you wake up, man, that's, that's bold. That, that is bold because uh, you never know what you're doing the night before and your, your tummy might not like that a whole lot. So you might, be, uh, <laughs> you might be starting your morning a little bit more sour than you want to. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little bit of the the hair of the dog that bit you that yeah. to get you going again, you know. Yeah, I mean? who who needs coffee in the morning when you can shotgun an old Aggie, right? Or uh or you know, or a Breck brew, because we do love our partners. Uh, I was thinking yeah. Fort Collins here, but yeah, yeah well, shout I, out the partners. Old Aggie's definitely the way to go with that. I think that's a decent spot. Decent spot. All right. So All right, pregame. Second pregame. Two. Hmm. 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 Activity number two is, I mean, for me, sometimes the best part of a game day is just mobbing over to 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 to, to Canvas. A nice walk over to Canvas, uh, or let's even step it up a little bit. You gotta take a bird, a bird scooter over to Canvas. That's what <laughs> you gotta do. You gotta you gotta get a whole armada on over there. All right, so how should I phrase that? Like mob to the stadium with the crew? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a little caveat. You got to take the birds. You got to take the birds. (laughs) That's dangerous, man. Depending on how much you've been drinking, you got to be careful. Scootering and 
Ever, no, I do not condone that. You cannot do that. That is dangerous and life-threatening. I don't know if you can get a DUI for that or not, but yeah, I, I feel like you could definitely break your face. I saw some dude get a DUI from riding a bird after a game <laughs> a couple years That's ago. unfortunate because it's so, like, they're, um, I get it. It's a vehicle technically, but it's like, it seems like they're trying to make a better decision than, than driving. Um, yeah. But again, I guess you're a liability too, if you're just like going all over on a scooter and on the road and stuff. Um, so just uh, for the, the case of liability, Ethan Bird does not condone pre-gaming and birding to any sporting <laughs> event um just, he, he condones pre-gaming and mobbing mobbing on over to because that's sometimes the best part you know everybody's super excited everybody's ready to go and you know who doesn't love a nice walk it's just so different now with it, the on-campus stadium versus what yeah. it was like going on to hughes because hughes going to the stadium was the worst part because you get stuck in just insane traffic there was only mm-hmm. two ways in and out and it was just pain so it's definitely changed a little bit i like it though there's it's there's always a, a good time going for a nice you know brisk walk or or scooter ride depending on your <laughs> your sobriety levels there um i started with shotgun and old aggie so at that point you got to get some some grub in you oh and so that's why you head over to jim's wings for some pre-game wings get some sustenance in that belly and make you feel good um, that one's self-explanatory. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Jim's. I think well, I, I mean, won that one. Well, what if it's an 11 a.m. kickoff? You can't, I mean, I would, what about, what about brunch? There've been so few, like CSU had a 10 30 a.m. kickoff against New Mexico in 2014 before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other than that, hey, you never know. I think Minnesota might've been an 11 a.m. kickoff or like a noon. It was definitely an earlier one. There, there, there aren't that many of them. Savannah state back in the day was pretty early, but a yeah, good retort. I, I, I can't see the future. You don't know how they're going to schedule next year. You're going to be, you're going to be eating those words when it's all 11 a.m. kickoffs. Man. <laughs> I'll take it, man. 11 a.m. <laughs> kickoffs rule. Let's oh, get out of there. It's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I'm going to change my draft pick to 11 a.m. kickoff. That's I like it. <laughs> All right, now we're each going to pick two in-game. Ethan got to go first on that one, so I'm going first on this one. And this one's a tough one because there's a mm-hmm. you know a lot of different ways you could go on this one. Uh, but I'm a sucker when it comes to nostalgia. I think that community, tradition, all of that stuff is what makes college sports so special and, and just different from the pros. And because of that, it's, uh, you know, sing, sing the fight song with you know, 20,000 plus Ram fans doesn't get any better than that. You got to show your pride. I, I do miss though. I miss back in the day. They used to play that like, do, 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 Hey, go Rams. Yeah. Do, do, do. And then it was like, fuck them up. Fuck them up. See us. You, they don't do it anymore. Cause apparently we can't hear F words in public. I don't know. It drives well, me we, crazy. I mean, I've done like the go Rams part, but I'd never heard the, the vulgar part before that it's been, been a while, man. Cooler. I'm old. You got to remember, I'm old. <laughs> um, things that things have changed. We've gotten a lot more polite at the football stadium. Probably a good thing, but um, it's just fun. Like it's a, everybody. Yeah. everybody loves saying curse words together. It's just more. Well, it's fun like when the. You uh, it's like the Go Tigers LSU chant, you know. Dude, that's neck. When they play neck, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing better than that. And look, that's significantly <laughs> more vulgar. Than oh, what we so used to much. chant in Fort Collins, but I mean, honestly, if you get offended by that, like, come on, 
come on, it's a bunch of drunk college students. Like there's so many worse things out there to worry about. I understand it's a, not a friendly phrase and no. uh, not very family friendly, but ultimately, you know, I, I don't know if um, being around the student section is, is, you know, where little kids should be anyways. No, that's not very family friendly at all, which will lead me into my next pick or my, 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 my first pregame pick, which is, uh, I need to preface this. Um, this was the activity I was more into before I was a journalist. Um, but uh, definitely, you know, they were very conscious of putting the student section on the opposing sideline in Canvas Stadium. So my number one pick for uh, in-game is definitely going to be uh, heckling the opponent. Which is That's a strong one. That's the a strong best. Choice. Oftentimes, especially in the years when uh, at the games where CSU was getting smacked was the only enjoyment you could get out of the game was uh, getting a bunch of D1 athletes mad at me. Five foot ten. Uh, 165 pound kid who had no future in sports. It's very, uh, it's very pleasing to get D1 athletes upset at me often. <laughs> you gotta look out for the landmark. I mean, sometimes they get a little bit sensitive, oh, there, and I put it out there before. It was nothing I'm, too bad. It was nothing too bad. I, I mean, for me, I would never, you know, uh, no vulgarity, more just. Uh, no, but that's what of, I mean. Like sometimes I've seen drops. people get kicked out for so little like not even being vulgar or anything they're just oh. like hey you're not allowed to actually yell their names like come on chill out. Oh, well that, that never happened to me me and my my crew who would go to so that's my number one i mean that was often a very fun part of the day <laughs> back um when uh, gosh it would have been like 2015 i think when san diego state what well, was playing in hughes stadium i was sitting in the student section and this was before I was covering the team for the Collegian. And so I was just, you know, like a, a regular student there at the game. And I can't remember his first name. His last name was Felly. You can look him up on the San Diego State roster. And we heckled that poor son of a bitch for just so long, like three straight hours. He flipped us off. It was hilarious. That's Again, awesome. nothing vulgar. Like, I think yeah. the funniest heckles are just dumb stuff. Like, your shoes untied or just like the stupidest like if, if uh, they look, that's a win. We were stat cyclers, you know. We would count drops for one. every receiver. Um, some kids that were not affiliated with us would find their Instagrams and find their girlfriends or their moms or their sisters. <laughs> that, that was, I mean, just the ingenuity and the uh, as far as they would go. Just uh, minor props on that, you know. <laughs> I love it. A good heckle is what makes sports fun. Uh, oh, for yeah. my second in game. This it's going to be, you know, this is assuming you're you're with a group of friends. CSU just scored a touchdown and it is getting picked up by your friends and getting raised in the air okay. for every single point that has been scored. We'll just say participating, because if you're a big guy, you might have to be on the bottom, but that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. you can't have fun and be a part of the process. I don't really know what to call that, but it's a CSU tradition. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's. Well, it comes from like when the JROTC does like the push ups after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, buddy, buddy push up touchdown celebration. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'll have to come up with a way to phrase that for social media. Um, yeah. But yeah, get, get hoisted in the air triumphantly after CSU magnificently triumphs down the field. I'm just trying to use big words to make it sound smarter. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's my second in-game activity. I had sing the fight song with everybody else. Again, I'm big on community. I'm all about the oh, yeah. activities where we get to participate together. Ethan, what are you going with for your second in-game activity for the oh. perfect game day experience at Colorado State? Um, you know, the only thing that makes it perfect is a dub. And the best part of a dub is in the fourth quarter, singing Sweet Caroline with everybody in the stadium. Uh has not happened to me much in my collegiate career, but the few times that I have experienced it, it has been pure bliss. I'll never forget Larry Stacy singing Sweet Caroline with this, well, sort of bumbling along to Sweet Caroline <laughs> with the student section, not even looking like he knew where he was. Um, <laughs> Larry Stacy singing Sweet Caroline. That was on TV, man. That's that's immortalized forever. Like I just we I just remember being in the press box and all of us watching this on the jumbotron. Like, are you kidding me, just man? Full of Diet Coke and joy, right? Just full of Diet Coke, man. Him and Doug Baldwin, um, former offensive coordinator at Colorado State in the McElwain era, those two can consume more Diet Coke than should be humanly possible. And I'm not talking like, you know, a lot of people have one, two, even like three a day. And that's probably too much pop. But anyways, these we're talking like 19 to 24 a day. Like this is all oh. they consume. Yes, insane amounts, just copious amounts of Diet Coke. Um, so gross. Sheesh. impressive honestly like I, I don't even know how you consume that much carbonation or like caffeine i'd be jittery maybe you have to go caffeine free <laughs> that was a, that was a tangent that's a nice little thing. tangent there that doesn't but, matter uh, some csu history for you yeah i mean my favorite canvas memory is i was front row at the inaugural game against oregon state for freshman year first football game ever and that sweet singing Sweet Caroline in the fourth quarter of that game was just something special. I like it. I like it. I like the, the sentimental um, meaning behind it, the, the nostalgia aspect. You get some brownie points from me there. Um, I think we each won one there. I think, I think Sing the Fight song with the alumni slightly t- tops heckle. I think you got the victory probably slightly tops being hoisted. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see where the fans go with this one. I never have been or have been a part of a hoist. I would like to be someday. <laughs> it sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, it sounds nice. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Po- last activity. This is to complete the perfect game day environment or, you know, experience, I guess would be the right way to say it. Complete the perfect game day experience. Ethan, what is your post-game selection? Uh, some... Some brews and za at Crazy Carl's, no doubt, like no doubt. I mean, you know, you, 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 you pregame before, you go through the whole, whole football game. Oh, man, I'm parched and I'm hungry. Where do you go? Walking distance, Campus West, Crazy Carl's. <laughs> Nobody's going to get this reference. It's really obscure. Um, it's Glenn, why'd you get fired from the Quickie Mart? I made a shrimp slushy. A shrimp slushy? Why? Because I was hungry and thirsty. Anyways, <laughs> that's from Accepted. I love yeah, it. I'm lost on You're that. You're too one. young. I'm sorry, You're dude. too young, Ethan. Oh, I came out yeah, in like man. 25, 2005. I can't, can't believe I'm so young. <laughs> I'm, I'm like maybe two years older than you. Anyway, <laughs> um, my, uh, my final activity, and y- y- you poached me here, you stole mine. 
So I'm going to have to pit. No, it's, you know, it's all good. I got Jim's, you got Carl's. We both got a Fort Collins staple. Tough one, tough one, tough one. Um, this is going to be one. We'll you're really lucky if you get to do this. It's, it's not something that normally you would get to do. That is ring the bell outside of canvas stadium. That means you won. That means it was a great night. And, um, again, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to win with nostalgia and with tradition here. I'm pandering to yeah, you're, CSU fans. Yeah, well, you're pandering to the CSU, like old CSU alumni Twitter. That's what you're pandering to right now. I see you got to right know through. your audience, Ethan. You got to know yeah, your well, audience. I, I'm still a student, Justin. I, 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 I don't, you know, it's been a while for you. You may have forgotten what it's like since you're so <laughs> old. Um, and now you, you can only relate to the alumni Twitter, but I, 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 I have, I've, I'm tapped in, all right? I'm tapped Dude, I've in. I've been 45 since I was like 15. And it started <laughs> long before I, I got to college. I got my gallbladder out at like 14 years old. Literally the surgeon oh was Lord. like, I've never done this on somebody like younger than the age of 60. And I'm just like, well, tell me, baby. Yeah, color me elderly, right? All right, so just real quick, I'm going to summarize through here. Uh, Ethan's game day experience starts with playing some beer die with the boys. Gotta love it. You'd mob over to the stadium with the game day crew, potentially on a scooter, potentially not. We don't want to be liable there. <laughs> when you get to the game, you're going to heckle an opponent from the CSU student section. Always a great experience. Sing Sweet Caroline in the fourth quarter and top it off with some brews and pizza over at Crazy Carl's. Shout out Crazy K's. They're not a DNVR partner, but obviously I have a relationship with them that goes back. Many, many years, um, me and Nate Haas, great friends. I love Crazy Carl's. Um, that's a solid list, man. That's a solid, like, oh, yeah. going in the moment, I, I, don't, I don't think I realized how solid of a game day you put together until hearing it all back to back to back. Yeah, it's kind of like a Tim Conley type draft, but, you know. <laughs> Homegrown. Homegrown. All right, um, for me, you're going to start, start your day bright and early by shotgunning an old Aggie in the yard preferably while like wearing, you know, your, your CSU cutoff t-shirt, you know, the sloppy one, not the one you wear to the game. Everybody's you got, sleeping. Like, yeah. Your sleep yeah. shirt or you're like mowing the lawn shirt, the one you can get beer <laughs> on hot dog stains, whatever. Well, if you're oh, doing it right, you're not getting beer on it. It's a good point. It's a good point. Don't waste beer. No. Number two, you're going over to Jim's wings for a little pregame um, sustenance, get that protein up, get yourself living. That, the toughest part about college football games, they're just so long. Like it's long for me as a journalist, but I remember back when I was, you know, getting drunk and going to games, like the hardest part was just either staying drunk through the entire game or not, you know, sobering down and, and, you know, getting tired. We we probably both should have put get water on our list because I've never been so dehydrated in my life than sitting in the sun in canvas stadium and yawning. And you're like, wow, I, my whole body just cramped up. I'm gone. This is it. Uh, that Oregon State game was so hot. Man. Oh, it my was Lord. so hot. Yeah, it was. Ugh. There have been a couple over the years that really stood out, and that was definitely one of them. The other one was Savannah State in 2013. Again, I'm old. Um, all right, so after you get some Jim's Wings, we're going over the stadium, and you are going to sing the fight song with the students, with the alumni, 30,000, I can't remember the exact attendance, like 35,000 strong at Canvas Stadium. Everybody's singing the fight song. Hopefully you're winning. Then you're going to get hoisted triumphantly 
hopefully a bunch of times because that would mean that CSU had scored a bunch of points. Again, I don't know what to call it. If, if you're listening and this is called something and I just don't know it, you know, tweet it at me so I can stop sounding like a dumbass. It's called um, a touchdown hoist. Touchdown hoist. I don't know. It seems fun. That's all I'm saying. I've, <laughs> I've, I've only been on the bottom. I've only gotten to lift people. I've never gotten to be the, the person being hoisted into the air. Always I'm not that big. Like, I mean, I'm six one, so I'm long. I'd be kind of hard to hold on to, but I, that I'm just gets that more people fat. involved. Just That's true. More just more community. Involved, you know? Always a bridesmaid, Justin Michael. Never gotten hoisted. If you guys want to collectively get together and hoist me outside of the stadium, we can make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bucket list opportunity. Make Uh, my dreams uh, come true. Um, uh, I I would love to watch that. I want to feel like the the girl in Dirty Dancing when Patrick Swayze holds her in the air. Had the time of my life. Um... And then you're going to wrap it up by ringing the victory bell outside of Canvas Stadium, a time-honored tradition, something that very few people have gotten to do. Uh, I'm adding that it's exclusive because if you got to do that, that means you had a pretty special day. But either way, I think either one of these lists, you can't go wrong. And I think it just shows you how great game day is. And man, I'm so freaking excited to have just people at sporting events again. Obviously CSU, but all of them, man, like high school sporting events even. like Oh, yeah. It's just depressing to see these games with nobody in attendance. It's like those weird random, and again, this is a joke, so let's take it lighthearted here, but those random like youth soccer teams where there's like nobody's parents come because they suck and they're just like, "Eh, (laughs) I got better things to do than watch my kid play soccer. (laughs) We could could pregame that and support some local Fort Collins kids that are bad at soccer. (laughs) I don't know. Is that weird if you just show up to a random youth sporting event just hyped? It depends on how you do it. I mean, that's a good point. It's all about the approach. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't show up with a mustache and tattered tattered and you know tattered clothes. You gotta you gotta you gotta pull up. You know, I'm supporting my community. I love four cons. You know, you gotta pull up like that. Otherwise, I like uh, it. Otherwise, you're gonna be escorted out. Yeah, don't be don't be creeping out there. Um, <laughs> be supportive, not a weirdo. Anyways. Uh, Ethan, thanks for hopping on. We're going to get you on here as much as we can, you know, before you go. I know you got a lot going on, you know, as you wrap up the semester, plan for the future, all of that exciting stuff. You know, last time we were on here, we talked about some of your favorite experiences at CSU. So we're going to try not to get too sentimental here. But I do hope that, you know, when you look back, you'll be able to say, you know, I enjoyed my time at CSU. I enjoyed you know, student media and interning mm-hmm. for DNVR and all that stuff. Cause I think you got a bright future. I think you're a good kid and I really enjoyed <laughs> talking with you. Ethan, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, uh, thank you. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.